It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey everyone, I'm your host Emily and welcome to Sideline Edit. Here I'll be curating and breaking down what's trending in the world of sports on and off the field. I'll leave you with just the right amount of information so that you can join in on any sports conversation and not feel totally lost. You'll know what the big game of the week was, what event to be on the lookout for next, what team is hot, who had the best game day fit, because trust me, the game day fashion is elite. And I'll also just be filling you in on who some of these main characters are so that you can get a better understanding of why I and so many other people out there are just so obsessed with the world of sports. And I always say, I truly think sports are the best reality TV out there. And so I'm excited for you to see that too. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Monday and welcome back or welcome to another episode of Sideline Edit. I'm your host, Emily, and we're going to go ahead and dive into the NFL this week because remember how last week I was like, honestly, hate to say this, but not a ton of great matchups this weekend. Well, I'm glad to say I was very wrong about that. And this is actually going to be a pretty NFL heavy episode because there's so much to talk about. And this is why sports are truly the best reality TV out there. We never know what's going to happen. We cannot predict anything. And week 10 ended up having a lot of close games. So many, in fact, that five of the games ended with a game-winning field goal with no time remaining. And this is the most game-winning scores with no time remaining in a single day in all of NFL history. And so, again, I am very happy that I was so wrong about these matchups. And so, let's go ahead and start and dive in with the Houston Texans versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Going into this game, both teams were hot, but overall, the Bengals are just the better team. And they were going into this game off of a four-game winning streak after a slow start to their season. And so I just wasn't expecting this game to be that close. But CJ Stroud of the Texans just continues to be such an impressive rookie quarterback. In last week's game, he had set a rookie record and continued that momentum into this game. People were actually drawing a lot of parallels between him and Joe Burrow in his rookie year. And Joe Burrow is the quarterback for the Bengals. Joe had been drafted first overall in 2020, and then CJ was drafted second overall in 2023. And they are both known to just be maturely calm in high-stress situations and can just make things happen at the end of the game when it's crunch time. But for Joey Burrow, it was just not one of those days for him. Overall, he had a good game with over 340 yards passing, but ended up throwing two back-to-back interceptions in the fourth quarter, and that led to their loss. 
Overall, the game was kind of back and forth, but the Texans were always just one score ahead. And this ended up being one of those five games decided by a game-winning field goal as the Bengals had tied it 27-27 with a minute and a half left. And then C.J. Stroud and his offense gets the ball back and takes it down to be able to get that game-winning field goal, the last play of the game. And both of these teams are now 5-4, and four, but for the Bengals, this loss may have dramatically affected their playoff potential. If they had won this game, they would have had a 70% chance of going to be in the playoffs. But with this loss, they now only have a 39% chance of going to the postseason. And a reason the Bengals may be missing out on the playoffs is because of how well their division, the AFC North, is doing. And there was a divisional game against the Browns and the Ravens that I want to dive into. And so we had the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. And going into this week, I was starting to except that the Ravens have been looking really strong this season. For some reason, and I actually have this with the Ravens and the Cowboys, they look strong all season, they have a good record, but I just can't take them seriously because they can never deliver in the postseason. But with the Ravens, this year, I was actually starting to believe it. Last week, I was like, maybe this is their year. They're really being consistently good. And when so many other quote unquote good teams struggling this season and the Ravens weren't, I was like, okay, dang, maybe this is their year. They're going to deliver. And I was actually starting to take a moment and accept that maybe this is happening and I'm not just getting bamboozled like I have in other years. But then we have this matchup against division rival, the Browns. This is a competitive division especially this year in the AFC North we have the Ravens who are seven and three the Steelers and the Browns who are both six and three and I haven't even touched on the Steelers yet but honestly incredible that they've been able to be six and three and then we have the Bengals at the bottom at five and four and this is definitely the most competitive division I would say no other division have their bottom team with five wins or even four wins for that matter most bottom teams have three two one wins the fact that the Bengals, as good as they are are the bottom team of this division definitely says a lot and with these divisional games we just tend to get better games because these teams know each other better because they get to play twice a year and so that's what we got with this game though it did not look that way from the start at the end of the first quarter the ravens were winning 17 to 3 And the Ravens defense is just one of the best, so I was doubtful that the Browns would or could even come back. But the Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson, completed every single pass he threw in the second half, and then the Ravens defense just couldn't stop their run. And this was one of those five games decided by a game-winning field goal. And like I said earlier, the Ravens still lead the division at 7-3, and and the Browns are 6-3. and And the results of these divisional games have a heavier weight to them when it comes who will make the playoffs, since it depends really on where they rank in their division. If the Browns had lost this game, they would have only had a 43% chance of going to the playoffs. But now with this win, they're up to a 73% chance of going to the playoffs this year, which if you're a Browns fan is very exciting. Now, a game that I had thought would be exciting ended up not being too exciting, and that was the San Francisco 49ers versus the Jacksonville Jags. And this ended up being one of the more uneventful games. 
The 49ers were coming off of their bye week and after a three-game losing streak. And I had said how this is a have-to-win game for the 49ers. And that is exactly what they did. The 49ers have looked like Super Bowl contenders the last few years. And going into this season, we were all thinking, okay, it's going to be the same thing. And then they had this losing streak. We were all getting a little nervous, but it looks like they took the bye week, got it together, and they are back. They truly just dominated the entire game on both sides of the ball. A couple of the key difference makers this week was the return of wide receiver Debo Samuels after he had been out a few games with an injury. And then on defense, they had the addition of defensive end Chase Young, who had been traded from Washington. And Chase Young just got in right away, and him and Nick Bosa had a great sack of Jack's quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and I'm excited to see those two team up some more in future plays. And the Jack's quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, was just not looking like himself. He was responsible for three out of their four turnovers, and after the game, Trevor even called it one of the worst games of his career. And the game ended with the 49ers winning 34-3. to I did not expect this. I thought the Jags would be a little bit more competitive, but I did also know that the 49ers just had to win this game, and so they really did make it happen. And both of these teams are now 6-3 and and are still at the top of their respective divisions. Now, on to the New Orleans Saints versus the Minnesota Vikings. And the main story here is, you might be able to guess, is Josh Dobbs. I had dove into Josh Dobbs recently traded to the Vikings last week as their quarterback. At this point, he has still only been in Minnesota less than two weeks after being traded from Arizona on Halloween. His performance last week was just unbelievable. I dove into it in last week's episode with coming into the game, not really knowing the plays not knowing his teammates' names, not having ever actually gotten to practice with anyone on his team, and just being able to win was so impressive. And luckily, Josh is incredibly smart. He has even interned at NASA and was an aerospace engineering major in college. And he has been nicknamed now the Pastronaut, playing off of how well he is at passing the ball and also his link to potentially maybe being an astronaut one day. Who knows? And just the way that Josh has been able to meld into this team and have them rally behind him is incredible. The Vikings offense is dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Josh still has been able to play with their star wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, because he's injured. And Josh is just making it happen. And I think having been passed around to so many different teams, I think it's seven teams total, and even within the past year, so many different teams being passed around. His ability to just kind of adapt is incredible and has really been able to be showcased in these past couple games with the Vikings. Going into this game, it was a pretty evenly matched game with both of them being 5-4, and four, but this was an important game for the Vikings to be able to win. With a win in this game, they now have a 74% chance of making the playoffs. And so Josh Dobbs might be taking this team to the playoffs, which is very exciting. And Josh didn't even have a slow start with this game. They really controlled the game from the start and went into halftime with a 21-point lead. 
Josh just looked confident out there. He had some fun plays, including having pressure on him in the pocket and then spinning out of it and running for a touchdown himself. And this is actually the third straight game with at least one passing and one rushing or running touchdown. Only three quarterbacks since 1970 have had a longer streak than that. And one of those quarterbacks that I want to highlight who has a longer streak than Josh is Josh's former teammate, Kyler Murray. And so let's transition into Josh's former team of less than two weeks ago, the Arizona Cardinals. And the Arizona Cardinals hosted the Atlanta Falcons. And the main storyline of this game was the return of Kyler Murray. Josh Dobbs had been traded from the Cardinals, and the main reason that he had been there was because of starting quarterback for the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, was out for almost a year with an ACL injury. And so now Kyler is back. And so a quick backstory into Kyler Murray. He was the first overall pick by the Cardinals in the 2019 NFL Draft. He is a former Heisman Trophy winner and graduated from the University of Oklahoma, where they absolutely love him there. He actually has this huge statue of him there, and I'll have to post a picture because it just shows how much they love Kyler Murray. And Kyler was not only drafted first overall for football in the 2019 draft, but had also been drafted in the first round of the 2018 MLB or Pro Baseball draft. And he is the first player to be drafted in the first round of both of these sports ever. And so obviously an incredibly talented and athletic guy. And another fun fact, he is an avid chess player and credits that to being able to help him perform so well in sports. And he does also have great fashion taste, and so he will probably be mentioned in Game Day Fits sooner rather than later at some point. In Kyler's first season in the NFL, he was Offensive Rookie of the Year and set many rookie records. Within his few years in the NFL, he's been selected for the Pro Bowl twice. And this is honestly all very impressive, just being on the Cardinals, who is a team that's been struggling the past few years. And he's been able to make quite a name for himself. And then in week 14 of the 2022 NFL season, December of last year, Kyler tears his ACL and is out for the rest of the season. And an ACL recovery is rough. And Kyler is known for being a very mobile quarterback and that he can run and get out of situations where there's a lot of pressure on him. And so going into this return game, people were wondering if he would still be like that, if we'd be able to see that from him, or if he would be taking it a little bit more easy. But it's not like Kyler to take it easy, and everyone quickly saw that he is still Kyler Murray with his shifty moves, avoiding multiple sack attempts, and even running for a touchdown. And not only are we happy to see him back, but also just playing like his normal self. On the other side of the ball, the Falcons were really struggling. They had actually lost to Josh Dobbs of the Vikings last week, and this ended up being one of the other games decided by a game-winning field goal. The Falcons are now 4-6, and six, and the Cardinals are just 2-8. and eight. The Cardinals play the Texans next week, and so if you want to watch two dynamic quarterbacks duke it out with Kyler Murray and CJ Stroud, go ahead and watch that game. I honestly think either team could pull out a win. And another game decided by, again, a game-winning field goal was the Detroit Lions versus the Los Angeles Chargers. 
And I'm not going to dive into this game too much, but just want to acknowledge that the Detroit Lions are 7-2, and two, and the Lions just look solid. And I actually heard Tony Romo commenting on them, how they don't have a star player. They're just all playing at a really high level and it's underrated how well they are playing. They have this really dynamic running back duo and again, just look solid. Good for the Detroit Lions. They have an aggressive play calling style, which is fun to watch. And I think we got to keep an eye out on them. The last game I want to touch on was the Sunday night game, the Las Vegas Raiders hosting the New York Jets. And I had mentioned how the Las Vegas Raiders had their first game last week with interim head coach Antonio Pierce after firing their head coach. They beat the New York Giants, and so now this was their second game with Antonio Pierce as head coach. And this was an exciting game to watch. You could tell both teams kind of had something to prove. Zach Wilson, the fill-in quarterback for the Jets, truly fought till the end. The Jets have kind of been their own worst enemy this season with just so many penalties, just playing sloppy. And the Raiders were just looking really cohesive and definitely had the passion to wanting to show out. And there's just this camaraderie there of the Raiders team around Antonio Pierce. And it's really fun to watch. You just watch them and you want to root for them. The Raiders ended up beating the Jets 16 to 12. And so for a low scoring game, it actually had some great action from both teams. And the Raiders are now 5-5, five and five, but their next couple of games are going to be tough going against the Dolphins and then the Chiefs. And so I feel like they're going up the staircase, getting harder and harder opponents, starting with the Giants and then the Jets and now the Dolphins and then the Chiefs. And so hopefully they can rise to the occasion. Another interesting stat was that we had the 10th rookie quarterback start a game this season which is actually an NFL record. We have never had so many rookie quarterbacks start in one season, and it's just week 10, and so we can very easily be adding to this list. Not only did we have that quarterback stat, but we also had three different teams start a different quarterback for the third week straight. One of these teams was the New York Giants with Tyrod Taylor starting in week 8, Daniel Jones, week 9, and then Tommy DeVito in week 10. The Cardinals with Josh Dobbs, week 8. Clayton Toon, week 9. And Kyler Murray, week 10. And then the Vikings with Kirk Cousins, week 8. Jaron Hall, week 9. And now Josh Dobbs, week 10. And so lots and lots of movement in the quarterback position in the NFL this season. and dive into some game day fits for this week. But first I want to bring up a trend that I have been seeing across the NFL NBA game day fits. And I'm wondering, when are we going to stop seeing the AirPod Max headphones as an accessory? Not like on the head. I get it if you're actively wearing them listening to something, but just like in the little pack that it comes with, wearing it as almost a purse as an accessory. I just feel like I'm seeing this way too much and I just don't get it. Like these are pro athletes, so we don't need to be flexing that we can afford these headphones. And I just need answers about why these are the go-to accessory. Because again, I just don't, I don't think it adds anything to the outfit. 
Sometimes it's worn as like the loan accessories as like a replacement for a purse, which maybe I can get a little bit more, but then other times it's worn with in the same hand as the purse that they have. And I'm like, why can't it just go in the bag? I don't know. I'm obviously not into it. I don't get it. That's my rant on the AirPod Maxes being the most popular accessory at this point. And so moving on to my picks this week, let's start with Jamal Adams safety for the Seattle Seahawks. This outfit could have easily been simple, but he elevates it with this really great topper. Underneath, he has this all black set and the top has a turtleneck neckline. And then he has all white, pretty low profile sneakers. He also has these great slim brown sunglasses that I love. They are just so classic. And I will not even question the sunglasses indoors. They are okay. They get a pass. They add something to the outfit, even though you're wearing sunglasses indoors. The AirPods Max, not sold. Sunglasses inside, sold. And then he has this jacket. It's a long trench coat, perfectly oversized, worn open, and it looks to be a carpenter material in this lighter green color. And he has small details of black, white, and red splatter paint. And usually I'm not into this fake distressed of, oh, I wore this jacket painting my house, but it didn't bother me with this. And I think it had to do with the subtleness of the splatter paint that it just kind of worked for me. I also think he can kind of get away with it because obviously he was not wearing this trench coat to paint a wall in his house. And so I think the juxtaposition there makes it work even better as opposed to when someone has like distressed bladder painted jeans and it doesn't look this intentional. And so it just really works for me. It looks casual, but again, there's just this elevatedness to it that I love. Next on my picks, I have Lou Dort of the OKC Thunder. And this outfit just has nostalgia for me in the best way. And I know this is going to be one that you have to look up a picture of it because when I'm describing it, I know how it's going to sound, but I swear it's done in such a good way. And so he has a gray acid wash muscle tank with a butterfly graphic on it, pretty large. And within the butterfly wings are two women's faces. And this shirt is just like a perfect graphic tee, but better. And it may sound weird, but you just have to see it and you can tell it's special. Like it's better than just a graphic tee you would obviously get from like Sun or something. And he pairs it with these dark gray, maybe even just a black wash jeans that are a little baggy and are studded down the sides with increased studs below the knee. And the studs kind of make a V out shape to just kind of accentuate the fit of the jeans. And then he keeps a monochromatic with oversized gray and black sneakers and then just has the perfect jewelry and sunglasses styled with it. It's just this nod to the perfect 90s fit, but better, and just every piece works together so well. Nothing misses. It just all balances out. It looks casual, but then again, I could have seen like a 90s boy band member like wearing this on stage. It's just so, so good and has that nostalgia for me. The last one I'm going to be mentioning today is one of my favorite looks I've seen in a while. I saw it and... 
was like, I love this. It's just so good. And that was Garrett Wilson of the New York Jets showing up on Monday Night Football. And this outfit is a set, which I love. I'm a big set guy, and I love when you can go beyond the set and really make it more of an outfit because it's very easy to just keep the set and not take it a step further. And so this duo is an oversized jacket worn open and baggy pants, and the material is a dark denim color, but more of a tracksuit material. It's purposefully wrinkled and somehow it just works. You can see the inside of the jacket has a pattern to it. He has on this white tank underneath and then a black and gray trucker hat on top and these untied fat like skate shoes on the bottom. And then he has this straw bag that honestly looks like it should not go but just adds some warmth to the outfit. And I don't quite know how this outfit works so well. Because it just seems like all the individual pieces and elements shouldn't go together, but they just do. I just love the balance of like this straw bag within a trucker hat and you'll just have to see a picture of it because it's like this mix of unique but then classic timeless pieces and Garrett Wilson just makes it work. again like I did last week a later episode at the end of the week talking about what games to watch this upcoming week but I want to do a quick like two minute warning of some of the other things that happened this week or are happening this week. For Formula One it's race week we have the Las Vegas Grand Prix taking place on the Vegas Strip and this is a street track like I said literally through the Vegas Strip and It's a brand new track, and so it's new to everyone, and so we don't know what to expect, and I kind of love that because some of these tracks that they race on, like the last one in Brazil, they've been racing on it for decades, and so the older drivers have that familiarity with it, whereas the rookies, it's their first time in an F1 car on that track, and so I think it'll be cool kind of having everybody on the same playing field with a new track for all of them. Plus it's Vegas and they're really leaning into the Vegas theme of it all. And then this upcoming Tuesday, November 14th, they are doing a Netflix Cup golf tournament where pro golfers from the Netflix show Full Swing are being paired up with drivers from Drive to Survive. And I'm excited for this crossover It's actually Netflix's first ever live sports event. And so fingers crossed that it goes better than that live Love is Blind reunion that was everything but successful. And so definitely tune in for that if you want to see the crossover of golf and F1. This week we didn't have a Chiefs game because they were on a bye week, but we still had a Travis Kelsey sighting at Taylor Swift's concert. And so I'm sure you've seen that video circulating everywhere. And so stay tuned for that later episode this week where I'll let you know more about what games to watch this upcoming weekend. In the meantime, we have a lot of NBA pro basketball tomorrow, November 14th, with more of the NBA in-season tournament. I think there's actually 10 games. And so a lot of NBA to watch tomorrow night. 
I'll probably be tuning in for the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors. I love seeing Mike Conley of the Timberwolves outfits and then of course, Steph Curry of Golden State. And so that's all I have for you this Monday recap episode. Thank you again so much for supporting Sideline Edit. The best way to support a new podcast is rating and reviewing it in your favorite app. And so go ahead and do that. I would appreciate it so, so much. And I will see you all later this week. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.